I am the architect. I created the Matrix. Shall we play a game? Good morning, good morning. This is Bob Sherwood coming to you again from the office. Yes, the office where I'm running for presidency of the United States. No, it's not a joke, but I do realize it takes a lot of time. I was searching again on the uh, committee, on the Federal Election Committee site, and I did find my ID number. I'm going to give it to my readers right now in case you need to search for it, but it's my candidate ID uh, from the FEC is P as in Paul, 4000. Nine seven one. Nine seven seven one. A little hard to read. I'm going to try to do it again. So those of you who want to really try to track it can. It's P as in Paul four zero 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 nine seven seven one. Candidate name is Sherwood Robert. Form type was F two N. Uh, filing software version was FEC. Web form looks like 9.4.0. So uh, that's what I used to file. Now, I was checking it again this morning. It turns out there's one more thing, and I didn't realize this uh, when I filed, but in order to become a candidate after you, after you register, you have to have raised or spent $5,000. So I have to work on that. Uh, maybe I've got a donor out there. Somebody wants to kick in five grand. I'll put it in escrow. Um, for the time being, but apparently I've got to raise 5000 I tried to get a hold of my uh, political uh, action committee chairman this morning, but he was, I think, asleep. So uh, I'm handling, handling this myself. Now, just to review, my policies already are free education, totally free education, and I don't have much pushback on that. Of course, people ask, how will we pay for it? And, of course, my response is, well, if you really look at the entire uh, setup of how we spend money, raise money, and where the money goes, we're pretty much paying for education now. Uh, somebody's paying for it one way or the other. So making it free uh, solves one of the biggest issues uh, in, in my mind, that is of, uh, of uh, not having an educated population. And we need an educated population to actually make sound decisions vote properly, understand voting, and even more now into the area of uh, computers and technology and Wi-Fi. And that's the next thing I'm going to get into. I, I mentioned earlier that one of my policies would be that we would have the best educational system in the world. That would be something that if I'm president and I'm on the podium and I'm taking the oath of office, I am committing, just like Kennedy said, we're going to go to the moon and bring the person back, I would be committing to having the best educational system in the world. That would mean a real strong shakeup of how we uh, authenticate, not, not authenticate, but authorize teachers and things of that nature. But uh, that would be our goal, and we would start working on that. We have a lot of smart people in the United States. There's no reason why we couldn't form a team of people to set up uh, online education for all of the United States. Why not? We could afford it. 
Now, that brings the next point, the next po one of my policies. Now, I've already talked about abolishing the Federal Election Committee because they really don't, they don't really do anything. They monitor where the money goes. Who cares? Nobody, nobody that I know cares who gives money to whom. I mean, if I ask people, would you vote for uh, Joe if you found out that Jack gave money to Joe? Well, no. So we just had the big fiasco of this uh, a bankruptcy guy who gave money to the Democratic Committee. That won't go anywhere. Nobody cares how much money is given because we know it's billions of dollars. So we just abolish the Federal Election Committee. Now, I won't get into the Federal Reserve yet because I am going to have a policy on the Federal Reserve. My gosh, why shouldn't we? I mean, here we have one of the most powerful uh, bodies in the United States. They've been around for over 100 years. And they really had two goals. Uh, first goal was to... Uh, um, use uh, the control of interest rates, or really the discount rate. People talk about the interest rate, but really it's the discount rate that they charge member banks. So the Federal Reserve has a interest rate, let's say, of 3%. That means they're charging the Bank of America 3% to borrow money from the Federal Reserve. And Bank of America does borrow money, and that brings back to the second part that the Federal Reserve does, is they control the ratio of how much money a bank can borrow to how much money it has. Now, that makes sense because we all know this. If we all went to the bank tomorrow and withdrew all of our money, the banks would not have enough cash to pay us all off because generally they're, they're lending out 10 times or $10 for every dollar they take in. And that number, that ratio, is set by the Federal Reserve <clears throat> so that's what the Federal Reserve does, and they've been doing it for 100 years. hundred and I think they were formed in 1913. You can check it out on Google, but anyway, a long time ago. And so they've been around for 110 years doing their job. Uh, now, they make a profit. I didn't know that. Maybe you didn't know that, but uh, they make a profit of $100 billion a year. You know, they provide clearance for checks and things of that nature. Now... But I don't want to get into that too much yet because I want to t focus on the next big thing that the United States has got to become a leader in. Any country that wants to be a leader in the next decade right, has to have a Wi-Fi system free and available to everybody. That doesn't mean that a private party can't have a Wi-Fi system like AT&T or somebody and sell it. But it means we, the government needs to provide a Wi-Fi system that's available to everyone and is the best in the world. Because in order to deliver an educational system online and deliver many other things online, we need a Wi-Fi system that allows everybody access. So a person who has a small... Uh, terminal like an iPad maybe that costs 200 bucks they would have access or one that costs $50 remember in the 50s the, the uh, our government did a great thing they established a highway system it was free I mean there, we don't have a Ford 
a Ford highway system and a General Motors highway system and a Chrysler highway system. We have a single highway system funded by the taxpayer, that's us, initiated by the government, that's them. And now we have one of the best highway systems in the world. If you've, if you've driven around the world, you know our highway system's pretty good. I-70, I-40, I-80, all these are highway systems. So uh, it doesn't. It, it makes total sense for the government to say, this would be what I would say, I'm at the podium, and I just got through saying, we're going to have the best educational system in the world. Now I'm going to say, we're going to have the fastest Wi-Fi system in the world, and it's going to be free. I'm not going to cut out private suppliers, but the government is going to have a Wi-Fi system just like we have a highway system that moves people from point A to point B. A Wi-Fi system allows people to educate themselves, pay bills, search, find a career. That's going to be the next separator. People that don't have access to Wi-Fi. Now, oh, oh, are there people? Sure there are. And uh, so these people get left behind, like it or not. We have to have a Wi-Fi system. If you're driving down I-70, and you're driving through the mountains of Colorado, bingo, you have Wi-Fi. You're driving through New Mexico, where you've got 200 miles of straight road and mountains on both sides of you, you have Wi-Fi. Now, of course, the tech companies would love it. They should be ones that would pitch in and help promote it. But that's the second thing we need. We need a Wi-Fi system because that's how we deliver information in this century. We don't deliver it on paper. My gosh, the book companies have made millions of dollars off of students for years selling books for 50 or 80 or 90 or even $100. It's obscene. We're in an electronic world. We're in a world where access to Wi-Fi differentiates one person from the other and access to consistent Wi-Fi, which means it's on all the time. Speedy Wi-Fi, which means we can download documents and access files quickly. It makes no sense to me that any country that wants to be the best in the educational system and the best in the technology area wouldn't want to be or want to have the best Wi-Fi system in the world. We need that. Why a presidential candidate doesn't run on that, I don't know. Maybe because it's too obvious. You want to put food on people's table. You want to help them get better jobs. You want to help them search for careers. Give them access to Wi-Fi and teach them how to use it. See, it's education, but it's also information delivery. Information delivery. Whether you're in your car in New Mexico, Colorado, Oklahoma, or driving upstate New York, you have access to Wi-Fi to search on career. You know, we have mapping, of course, right? But we need Wi-Fi everywhere. If you've driven across the United States, you know you get pockets where all of a sudden your Wi-Fi goes away. So that has to stop. 
and that's an important part of my my policy. So what I'm focusing on is again on these policies is not things that come directly out of my brain because I just got up in the morning and thought of these things arbitrarily. It's things that I've watched over the last yes, 75 years. I watched America give up manufacturing. It's no particular new piece of information now. If you listen to any kind of talk show, they'll talk about how manufacturing's overseas and we can bring it back. Well, maybe we can, maybe we can't. But we don't have to lose Wi-Fi. We don't have to have a situation where China or Taiwan or Japan has a better Wi-Fi system than we do because that's what's what's creating opportunities for people. Because if we have Wi-Fi, we can we can build small. I'm going to call them iPads, but uh, they're just small devices, almost like a terminal, for a hundred dollars or less. And with the access to Wi-Fi, you can access Microsoft Word and all these other software programs and search engines and data and information. You don't need to do it with a $2,500 laptop or even a $1,000 iPad. A small device terminal will work fine. Those could be printed by the millions and made free for everyone. And when I say free for everyone, I'm not stupid. I know these things aren't built for free. But in terms of providing jobs and matching jobs... We might have thousands of jobs in Nashville, Tennessee, but all the people that want to work there are located in Los Angeles, California, and they don't know about the Tennessee jobs. That only comes through information management. I'd like to be able to go into my computer and type in uh, uh, what I can do and have jobs come up in 20 different cities. Now, I'm not talking about Indeed. I won't get into criticizing how Indeed works. But the real point is, as a person in the United States, I should be able to locate jobs across the United States, and people that have jobs should be able to publish them, and I should be able to access them and move to Tennessee if I want, or move to Nashville. But that starts with what? It starts with having a Wi-Fi system that works, is inexpensive. Sure, I have a dream. Maybe it's not to become president of the United States, all that might be fun. My dream is that a presidential candidate, and I don't care if they're Democratic or Republican, will adopt some of these policies and raise the conversation at a national level about what the United States, your country, my country, wants to be good at, wants to be the best at. We spend so much time talking about things that are meaningless Let's create jobs or something like that. You, you have to create opportunities. It has to be a national kind of goal. We don't have a national goal anymore. We used to, let's go to the moon and back. Well, people criticize that. That created a lot of jobs. The national goals I'm talking about are things that we can be proud of. I would like to live in a country where I could say to other people, we have the best educational system in the world. 
and we fund it. It's the top of our priority. I would like to live in a country where we have the best Wi-Fi system in the world because that is an important thing for the next maybe 100 years or more. We need that. Oh, yes, most of us have good Wi-Fi at our home, et cetera, et cetera. But what about when you're driving? What about the people that don't have access to it? And everybody doesn't have access to it. So the way to bring everybody along is give them access to the same kinds of tools. So I'm hoping maybe some presidential candidate who's raising $100 million will adopt some of these policies. Wouldn't it be wonderful if you listen to a debate and Jack Smith running for president said, my policy is we're going to have the best educational system in the world. We're going to teach our people Chinese and Japanese and Taiwanese and teach them how to live in this century, in this century of developing technology, in this century of globalization, where relationships between many countries are important. And without a common language, without speaking the other person's language, it's very hard to get that kind of association. That's what I'm talking about. If you're out there listening to these podcasts and you have a chance to talk to somebody, say, wouldn't it be great if we had the best Wi-Fi system in the world? I don't know if you knew it or not. You can Google it. But the Wi-Fi system we have, for the most part, was created by people in Australia and licensed to companies in, in California. Yeah, look it up. You'll find out. If you, deep down, if you dig down deep enough, you'll find out I went to court. But that's not the point anyway, is it? The point is, if we were to put money into the national Wi-Fi system that every place you go in the United States, every mountain, every every small city in western Kansas could have access to Wi-Fi, then I would be able to say we, we live in a country where we have the best Wi-Fi system. We have the best educational system. Isn't that what we really want? We want to be proud of our country. I'm not proud of Vietnam. I'm not proud of the Cold War. I'm not proud of Afghan or the Desert Storm. I'm not proud of those things. But I'd like to be proud of a few things before I leave this planet. And that's what I'm trying to do now. I'm trying to get the word out. I'm hoping you will help me get the word out to thousands of people to start adopting policies that will make us proud of our country. I don't care whether you're a Democrat, a Republican, a Libertarian. It doesn't make any difference. We need to be proud of our country and what we stand for. Information movement via Wi-Fi. Information movement through free and economical methods of moving information along helps people, in my mind, make more educated decisions. Think about it. Pass this podcast along to as many people as you want and ask the same people or ask yourself, what do you want to be proud of? You want to just sit around and go home at night and say, I'm really proud of my local football team or I'm proud of my soccer team? Those things are fine. If you can afford to go to the game 
uh, go to Disneyland right now, but put $1,000 in your pocket because that's what's going to cost you to go to Disneyland for a couple of days. How many people can afford that? Or a football game where the seats are $200 and, and on and on and on. But we could be proud of Wi-Fi. We could be proud of an educational system. We could be proud of those things in our country. So let's work on those things. Let's pass it along. And let's not make these things seem impossible. They're not. They're not impossible. They just require a presidential candidate to say in front of a podium, this is what I stand for. And these are the things that will make our country I'm not going to say great again. I'm not, that's irrelevant to me, whether you're great again or great now. That's what our country needs to provide jobs and housing for our, our, our citizens. It's not going to happen unless we're good at something. All right? Good luck. Pass this on. I really think it's important. Talk to you later. Courtesy of 